hormones can affect women's uh, ADHD symptoms uh, medically, we get worse uh, in, in all different kinds of ways. But the bigger picture is that women have a lot on our plate, that women still take on the majority of taking care of the household, raising the kids, um, putting holidays together, buying gifts for holidays, uh, reaching out socially. So we still have a lot that we're taking on. And if you are a woman with ADHD, that is simply completely overwhelming. How do we deal with that? ADHD Rewired, episode 97. This is the show designed to help those of us who have really good intentions and a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and consultant. We know that starting can be the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me thank our sponsors. I have a great episode for you today. We're going to talk to Terry Matlin and Linda Rogley, who have joined me to talk about a topic that honestly, I don't think I've talked enough about on this show. That topic, women and ADHD. Terry and Linda are joining me together to talk about the ADHD Women Palooza, an amazing and unique online event that they are hosting exclusively for women. This event is free and it begins January 11th and I will be joining them along with Russell Barkley, Thomas Brown, Ned Hallowell, Rick Green, Stephen Henshaw, Patricia Quinn, and many others. But before we get into that interview, I want to remind you that this Friday, January 8th is your last chance at early registration for the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group. We only have four spots left. Registration, if we make it that long, will close January 26th. Don't wait. Go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. And prepare to get your ADHD rewired. Support for this podcast comes from Audible. For a free audiobook download, go to erictivers.com slash audible for a link for that free download and for some hand-picked recommendations. Go to erictivers.com slash audible for your free audiobook download. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. I am joined in the virtual ADHD Rewired studios with two of my favorite ladies in the ADHD Rewired world or in the ADHD world, and that's Linda Rogley and Terry Matlin. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you on today. Thank you. Thank you. And both of you guys were past past guests of the show. I I think I interviewed both of you uh, at at a conference two years ago. And both of your interviews were like of my favorite interviews. Um, (laughs) Just it was, I know that Linda, um, we definitely had some tears. Um, And Terry, did you cry? Uh, Yeah. And she has has ADHD as well (laughs) because she doesn't remember. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of reasons why I want to have you on besides the fact that I just, you know, I, I love these two people. And uh, we love um, you, Eric. 
<laughs> so just so you guys know, because I, 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 I do have a recent regret, and that's not having recorded like the last 20 minutes of what was just happening. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Three ADHDers in a virtual video conference room, we're messing with the video effects, lighting, all this. We're just having a good time. And I'm looking at the clock. So, you know, we probably should start before we run out of time because I want to make sure that we get to talk about something that you guys are doing that's coming up really soon. That's really exciting. And that is the Woman Palooza. Before we get into that, just in case people don't know kind of who you are, um, I would like to give you guys a chance to just introduce yourselves. Uh, Terry, let's start with you and then and then Linda. Sure. Thanks, Eric. It's so really, it's really great to be here. I'm Terry Matlin. I'm a psychotherapist, a writer, a coach, a consultant, and I specialize in working with women with ADHD primarily online at my websites. Uh, the first is addconsults.com and my second is queensofdistraction.com. <clears throat> I've written two books. The first is Survival Tips for Women with ADHD. And my newer book just came out a year ago is called The Queen of Distraction, which you can find both books at Amazon. Um, that's pretty much who I am. Awesome. There's more, but that's pertaining to this show. Linda, <laughs> tell us who you are. That was so professional. I, can I introduce myself as an, with an effect? Hi, I'm Linda Rogley. No, I'm just teasing. See, we had to have a little of the of the past 20 minutes in here. I'm Linda Rogley. Um, I'm an author, an award-winning author, I'll just have you know. Um, I wrote a book called Confessions of an AD Diva, Midlife in the Nonlinear Lane, which kind of goes along with my coaching and my AD Diva Network, which I founded in 2007, which was designed to, to support women and to give a kind of find a home for women who were diagnosed later in life. So I call it women who are 40 and better. And I am delighted to be here. We also, um, I also have a, an accountability program called Gentle Nudge Me. And I also do a lot of women's retreats because a lot of women like to get together and finally feel like they can be, be take off the makeup and feel okay about themselves without humiliation or shame. Well, definitely the ADHD rewired listeners definitely resonate with the, the messages of, of dealing with shame. Uh, with all the things that we are going through. So you're focusing on this event, this uh, Women Palooza. Women, women, uh, you say ADHD it for me. ADHD Women's Palooza. Good ADHD job. ADHD Women's Palooza. Tell us about this event and how you guys came up with this idea. Terry, why don't you start? Uh, well, the funny story about this, the beginnings of this whole thing, was that for years I've been wanting to have um, a live event for women with ADHD where we could all converge somewhere, someplace, who knows where, and just be able to connect with people live. And what I found when I was reaching out to some of my colleagues was that this was a pretty difficult uh, venture, primarily, be, primarily because of cost and location. So I thought, well, maybe we should do something virtual. And so that was kicking around in my head for quite a number of years. And uh, Linda and I have done some projects together in the past. And we're friends and we stay in touch. And we were having this conversation uh, not all that long ago. And we were just you know, thinking out loud as people with ADD can do very well. <laughs> and it turned out that Linda had the exact same concept going on in her head. So we decided, well, you know, we're both on the same um, wavelength here. Why don't we make this happen? Let's just jump in and do it. And, and we did. So I'm going to leave it to Linda to explain just how the Palooza works. But that's the history behind it is that we both have the idea of getting this done. 
Well, I just need to say that Terry said we just jumped in with both feet, but I just, we have to be very, very transparent about this. We jumped in and then we backed up and we jumped in and we backed up. So it's taken us a long time to really, we really wanted to debut this during ADHD Awareness Month last year. So, you know, it's, you know, it's taken us a little while. So I don't want you to think that this was, I, I, I think too often, and in my opinion, this is true. This has been true for me. I mean, I can only speak for me. Um, experts have kind of, a, I'm, I'm higher than you and I, I can do things better. That simply isn't true with me. And I can't speak for Terry, but um, it, we are just like you. We procrastinated. But the fact that it's taken us a while means that things are really ripe for this kind of presentation. And I have to tell you that all of the speakers to whom we invited were so enthusiastic about this because it was kind of, where have you been all my life? You know, when we've needed this for so long. So they were so eager to participate and provide what I considered almost be an encyclopedia of ADHD women's information. And are you having any men present? Oh, yes. We're having many men present because many, I mean, this is about and for women, but it's not necessarily by women. I mean, it's organized by Terry and, and me, Terry and I, by me. It's organized by me. Um, and, and the truth <laughs> is, I love we have, you. We have <laughs> grammar, just, police, grammar police. Grammar <laughs> police. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, a um, lot of people would like think in their head, like, did that sound right? Lindy just goes right out and just thinks it out loud in middle of sentence. And that's just, I do. That's just who I Linda do. is. And I that's, love it. I think you, what you can say is that I'm definitely out about my ADHD and really have no choice about being out because it's just what comes out of my mouth. But back to the question. The question is, yes, we have many men presenting because many men are, are very up to date. On, on women's issues. And, on, and fortunately or unfortunately, we don't have many women out there um, who are working in this arena, but we do have some. And the ones we have are stellar. I'm, uh, Terry and I have talked about this before. We have I'm shocked. I'm, I was kind of surprised. These people took my phone calls. I mean, you know, they responded to my emails. They're just that that exceptional as in terms of the ADHD world and research and all that kind of good stuff. So um, we are really amazed at the quality of information that you'll get at the ADHD Women's Palooza. And that includes you, Eric Tivers. You have accepted our invitation to be on the show. And we're so excited to have you as our guest. But some of the uh, the uh, the guests that uh, people will know uh, from the books that they've written and the the work that they do is Sari Solden, who this wouldn't have happened without Sari Solden's work because she wrote the groundbreaking book on women with attention deficit disorder. So she'll be on uh, on the show. We've got Dr. Patricia Quinn coming on. We've got Dr. Mm. Ross, Russell Barkley, Dr. Ned Hallowell. I mean, just tons and tons. Dr. Thomas Brown. We just can go on and on. This is the cream of the crop, the, the, the top people in the field. And they've all graciously accepted our invitation to be part of this huge, huge event, which happens uh, January 11th through the 16th, 2016. So it's coming up quickly. Mm -hmm. And we're just so glad that you have us on the show so we can kind of, you know, tell you about what's what's coming up. And I want to uh, and we're going to kind of dive in a little bit more to this. Um just to make sure that the people get an opportunity to explore that, uh, the, the, um, the event, where do people get more information about it? 
Uh, well, the website is is ADHDpalooza.com. And if you don't, I got a little confused about what a palooza was. It sounds fun. It sounds like bazooka bubble gum to me. But, you know, palooza is spelled P-A-L-O-O-Z-A. So if you do ADHD palooza, or you can do, you can Google ADHD women's palooza as well. You'll, both of them will get you there. And you'll, there's, on that website, you will see a list of all of the speakers, their topics. You can be able to register for the palooza, which is absolutely free and that say that, that one more is, time you have all these speakers at this yeah. event this virtual yes. event that you could if you wanted to attend in your underwear yep. completely <laughs> completely that's why i love webinars absolutely uh, completely free that's that's absolutely. awesome i'm um, wearing underwear today as a matter of fact no, I'm just we'll never know. <laughs> so uh um and you know as, as my listeners uh know or if, you, if you're a new listener any link that's that we mentioned during the conversation today, if you open your podcast player, uh, you will then tap on it as long as you're subscribed. You will see uh, the URL directly to that uh, so you can get more information about that. Now, Linda, you had made a comment about um, you know, how you originally wanted this to uh, be to kind of launch during ADHD Awareness Month. And then you, you know, so you kind of move forward, take a step back, move forward, take a step back. And Here's what I think a really valuable kind of message in that is that you are, this is this event is happening. You are it is scheduled. It is you know you you're at the like eleventh hour of this event, and there there was you know there were certain things that didn't quite go as planned during the planning process, and he pushed it back. But if you waited for everything to be perfect before you like announced it, it was would probably just still be an idea. So I think that it's you're doing this great event, um, knowing that you launched it with an idea of it being at at one point in time during the year. You didn't make it, but you kept moving forward. And I think that's such a valuable lesson, such a valuable takeaway. You know, it's like, you know, if you have to delay something, okay, so what? Keep moving forward with what you're doing. We'll get there. So I just wanted to to kind of highlight, I think, the importance of uh of that. Um, cause I know how, how, you know, how much work is involved in any kind of launch. Um, you know, I've been talking a lot about my, uh, my own, uh, uh, coaching and productivity group, um, that, that I'm launching right now. It starts in February and, you know, every time I do these launches, I'm like, man, you know, it's there's so much work in these launches, but then when I'm in it and working with, with this group, these group of people, you know, it's like, this is just, you know, it is so fulfilling for me to see, um, you know, the, the, the help that, that I'm providing to people. And I'm sure you guys see the same thing. It's been phenomenal. And, and I, and I have to say that, you know, when you talk about continuing to, to stay on the path, if you will, and not lose sight of where we're going, um, certainly it's, everything has evolved, but remember that one of the, I think one of the best traits of ADHD folks is tenacity and resilience. And we bounce. I keep used to say sometimes when I just get my bounce is gone. You know, I've bounced so many times. I just my red rubber ball is just kind of dead for a while. But eventually I get that energy back again. So but, you know, I, and I think it really helped to have the the synchronicity of Terry's energy and my energy so that one of, when one of us was flagging, the other one wasn't. So it's been really amazing to establish this partnership with Terry. And I just want to say publicly how much I admire and respect her. And, and now that I know her even better, I, I, I admire and respect her even more. I'm just, I consider it a true gift to be a good friend of hers and, and hope that the same is true for her. But 
Um, yeah. And let me let me just jump in there because um, I've known Linda for a long time, but this is the first time we've really worked together on a big project. And uh, it's always a little scary when you don't you know know what's going to happen. But what I found is that it has been like a miracle to find Linda. And because like I said earlier, I've been thinking about this project for years and kind of talked to other people and never f- took off. But Linda has this incredible creativity and high energy and she just makes things happen. And when you're talking about helping people with ADHD, I think this is a really good example, Eric, that you're bringing up because I couldn't have done this alone. I couldn't have done this with a number of other people that I might have tried to do it with. So it became a partnership and, it, and she works off my strengths. I work off of her strengths. So I think that it's a great lesson for those of us with ADHD who need a partner, need some accountability by working with somebody or getting support from somebody that it really does help. And, and I thank Linda for, for all of her expertise, because in her areas of expertise, I have no clue what's going on. Let's talk a little bit um, about that. So, you know, two, you know, two people who have been in the, ADHD, the world of ADHD for a long time. Um, and you, both of you, as, as I, do I, have, have ADHD. And so, you know, working and collaborating with somebody else who also has ADHD um, poses certainly it's it's you know it's unique set of challenges. Um, how how did you guys navigate that? And were there areas uh, for you where you guys had similar challenges in, a, in similar areas? And how did you navigate that? And kind of the the process. That's that's what I'm really interested in is, is the process of working and collaborating together, two people with ADHD who have lots of great ideas. That's so a hard comes, question. Yeah. It is. I think because um, I'm more inattentive type of ADHD, so I can kind of get stuck with thinking, overthinking. And even Linda pointed out in a very gentle way, I might say that, that I tend to be a worrier and I, I worry and ruminate and obsess. So I might come up with ideas, but then I'm like overthinking it. And then, you know, I'll pass it on to Linda when she's more, Hyperactive. I think she has the combined type, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. But she does have the energy, the physical energy, the ability to just keep going and going and going where I might shut down more easily. So she would take it and just run with it. And so I think that for me was a really great balance that I can come up with ideas. I have you know, a lot of relationships with the, with the people that we have on the show. And we might talk about it. And as I'm thinking and thinking and wondering, she'll just go and run with it. So for me, that was a huge bonus. And it and, used to be. Yeah. And, and for me, when working with Terry, I, I have really great ideas. And this is true of a lot of folks with ADHD, women and, and men, but we're talking about women in the women's Palooza, certainly. Um, and I have great ideas and I know what needs to be done, but it was really wonderful to say to Terry, um, we need some things written for this, 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 and she would do it. And, and what would happen, what happens in my office often is that I am the bottleneck. Um, we're, we need to do this. We need to do this. My assistant will say, okay, we got to have these three things written for the campaign and these follow up in emails. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then it sits there and all of a sudden we're canceling things. Like we canceled a webinar tonight because we didn't get it marketed because I didn't get the emails written. So I should have just turned that over to Terry. No, um, I shouldn't turn it over to Terry. But the point is, is that it, the other piece of that is accountability. And, and I like the word that Terry mentioned, which was gentle. Um, and, it's a nice reflection of, oh, gosh, that's what we're doing. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. And it's okay for us to admit, oh, we're really tired of this, or, oh, that didn't go well, or, oh, my gosh, look how great that was. Oh, that was an amazing situation. That was even better than we expected. So I I am learning a lot about 
myself because I have always shied away from working with other people because I was afraid of disappointing them. Mm. I can hold up the facade for a while, but longevity is not my strength. You know, I can't, I can only hold it together for a certain amount of time. Working with Terry, I'm, I feel, I feel allowed to stumble and fall, knowing that she's going to forgive and understand and also be there to kind of help pick me up. And I haven't, I haven't stumbled. Well, I have. Let's face it, I've stumbled several times here. Mm-hmm. And Terry's been so Terry's been so accepting of that. So I, I have people ask me, and maybe they do the same of you guys. How can you be an ADHD coach? How can you help other people with ADHD when you have ADHD yourself? Well, um, one of the reasons is that I'm real. You teach what you need to learn. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. But the other piece is that um, I love working with ADHD clients, and they love working with me simply because I understand. I get it. And we can work together. And I think uh, toward their goals, I think that's what Terry and I have done toward this goal. And it's been a big goal and it's been a big project and still is continuing. So hang in there with us. We're going to stumble a little bit, but you're going to love us anyway, right? I was talking to someone uh, yesterday (laughs) um, who went to this last year's Chad conference. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that they were, were saying was that, you know, they went to a lot of sessions and, you know, they got a lot of information, but they said that, you know, it was the people who, the professionals who also have ADHD, that's where they got the most, in, uh, most from it. Because, you know, what they said is that the, the researchers and everyone who has all this, these inf- all this information and all the facts, the things that they seem to lack is insight. And I thought that was a really Ooh. nice way to kind of put that. Um, Cause I kind of, you know, I, I agree. And I know that when we have, you know, we know that with people with ADHD, when we're in our area of interest, that's where we perform really, really well. Um, the key is knowing and understanding and owning where our areas of challenges uh, exist and figure out either systems or figure out ways to delegate or outsource some of those things. So, you know, it, it doesn't get in the way of the work that we have with our clients. What about for you, Terry? That's what's great about working with Linda is she's comfortable showing, at least from what I've seen, she's been very comfortable showing her vulnerability. And and just like what you're saying, Eric, is this is what makes people understand themselves better when they say when they see the experts, so-called experts being okay with it, well then they can be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I work with my clients, is you know, I'll be very open. I write uh, blog posts every two weeks, I've got a newsletter and so on. So I'm very connected and I've got Facebook pages with my my uh, my peeps, you know, as I call them, and I am always the first to say, "Well, I just had a horrible holiday because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep it together, and I I got overwhelmed and I shut down." Yeah. Well, I think in our field, people need to hear that that you know, if you take a pill or if you work with a coach, it doesn't all go away. A lot of the work is our internal work, and it's yeah. it's it's learning to accept. Well, this is always going to be part of our lives. It's not going to go away. Terry, let so, me ask you this. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I occasionally come across, uh, I'm getting conversations with, with people who are um, uh, in the, the mental health world. So in psychologists, other social workers, and, you know, and a lot of, I know that you're a social worker as well. Um, I know that a lot of our training, you know, will say, you know, you don't share yourself. It's inappropriate. And, you know, I, I have, you know, whenever um, you know, when I first started really sharing vulnerably on my podcast, I, I had to borrow a, a Brene Brown term. I had this really kind of big vulnerability hangover um, where I was like, I can't, you know, because it was one of the first listener emails I got who said like, you, you know, you had, I think their exact phrase was, well, it takes balls to share that. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and I, 
my immediate thought was like, oh my God, did I share too much? Like I was, I was like, and I was really like almost sort of paranoid for a little bit. And then I was looking at some of the other feedback and people like, you know, really resonating with, with the sharing of it. And I would say 96% of the time, I, I feel very good with, with what I do share, even when I'm sharing my most vulnerable, like not best moments of me, because I know how much that helps people. But there's still sometimes that little voice in the back of my head that says, you should not be sharing that. This was not how you were trained. Someone is going to file an ethics complaint against. And it's like, where did that? Do you struggle with that, Terry? Um, I don't have a private practice like you have. So it's a little bit different for me. I, I don't do therapy online. I don't do therapy, period. I do mm-hmm. more consultation. Coaching's kind of work. So it's easier for me to skirt around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the work that I've seen you do where you are very openly, you know, sharing some of your uh, challenges, I think it's totally appropriate and it makes you more human. And the more human we can make ourselves be, especially in this venue of online work or whatever, I think the more it helps people. So if I were in a private practice working with a client, I don't know that I would be quite as open. I would mm-hmm. be somewhat open um, because I think it helps. Yeah, you uh, know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I think in my therapy work in my office, I don't share the same way that I do um, you know, on the podcast or even in my coaching groups. Um, cause I, you know, I don't do therapy online. I do, I do coaching and, and I, you know, there's clearly is a very gray line there. And, you know, it's just to, it's to say that there's not, is not being honest with, with what we're doing. Um, but, I, but to me, it's, it's like, I will not bring up something that I'm still kind of dealing with in a sense that I haven't emotionally, um, really resolved. There is, there's one, I remember a while back, there's one, um, uh, personal situation, um, and I'm just going to be vague about it here because I'm still dealing with it. Um, or I kind of got, my, I was surprised by getting choked up by talking about it with a client. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, and, and I was like, I'm, I'm not, that's going to be an area that I still need to work through before I am comfortable talking about it. And so it's, you know, I, because I typically share sort of vulnerably, um, that was a surprise to me when I had that kind of getting choked up about something uh, that was personal. I, and I don't want to bring that into the office with therapy clients. Now, I know that they were listed, a lot of them listen to my podcast. Some of them don't. Um, but it, to me, it's there's a different relationship between uh, sitting one-on-one in my office versus somebody listening to something that, that I've produced. But you know, Eric, I would say that if you choked up during a, a therapy session, I think that's totally appropriate. I'm talking about things like you might not share your relationship with your wife or if you have a girlfriend or your children, you know, things that are intimate in your personal life. But if you're having an emotional reaction to something that a client says and it brings cho- tears to your eyes, I don't think there's anything wrong with sharing that because yeah. it shows that you not only are you in the present with your client, mm-hmm. but that it is an emotional situation for you as well as the client. And, and that person may react in a very deep way that she or he is totally being understood at that moment by you. Yeah. So and, and it was way, helping with my, great. with my son that it was, yeah. that I was still kind of processing. And, um, um, and I know that I know, I know that, you know what I'm talking about. Now yeah, all, my listeners, all my listeners are like, okay, so what's the inside scoop here? It's, <laughs> <laughs> now that can make me choke up because we both have similar yeah, issues with yeah. our kids and we have some challenges mm-hmm. and uh, it can be very and you're still early on mm-hmm. your your journey with that I'm further along but it still can be painful when we have personal situations that are very painful so because there's a big difference when you kind of intellectually understand something versus emotionally like you're still you're still processing But I think it helps to see for clients and patients to see that their therapist, their doctor, their coach 
has an emotional side to them. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I'm, I love, I'm, I'm a, I'm a consumer of mental health services. I love it. Like I, I feel fortunate when I get to, to work with a, a good therapist and, you know, if I if working with a therapist and they are kind of like the, the stone wall that doesn't share anything about them, mm-hmm. there's very few sessions that I'm going to have with that, that therapist. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, I need to know that you're, you're also, you know, you're dealing with stuff too. Um, cause I know you're dealing with stuff, so don't pretend like you're not, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Let's do this really quickly. I, I, I do want to um, talk more about women's issues. Um, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Happy New Year, ADHD Rewired listeners. If you are new to the podcast, I want to welcome you. And don't forget to hit subscribe in iTunes or your preferred podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review. You know, last week it was my 35th birthday, and I did have a birthday wish that I shared on last week's podcast, and that was for you and 34 of your fellow listeners to go to iTunes and leave a review, and I want to thank all of you who left me a review, all three of you. Yes, that's right. I asked for 35 reviews, and I got three. So to those three, thank you. But no, no, it's, it's okay. I'll, I'll be all right. I just thought you should know that we know we're about to hit the 100th episode. We've had about a quarter million downloads. And I thought maybe you would want to just give back just a little bit by leaving a review. But no, it, it's okay. I, I totally get it. You meant to. You have really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. I get it. But I want to help you out a little bit, if, if you don't mind, if that would be okay with you, because it's not too late to leave a review. So if you grab your phone, now, if you have an iPhone, this is going to be a lot easier for me to help you out with. So if you have an iPhone, grab your phone, and I want you to ask Siri to help you out. So here's what you're going to do. If you have your home or your work address in your contacts, this will work beautifully. If you don't, find yourself in your contacts. Make sure it has the word me next to it so it knows that that's you. And I want you to do this. Remind me when I get home to leave a review for ADHD Rewired. Okay, I'll remind you when you arrive at home. Now, you could also do this at work. Now, let's say you don't have that set up or maybe that for some reason isn't working for you. You could also do this. Remind me every day except for Sundays at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., and 12 p.m. to leave a review for ADHD Rewired. Okay, I'll start reminding you. Yes, you can set up that kind of reminder using your iPhone. So anyways, thank you in advance and just so you know, those reviews that you leave on iTunes, it really helps other people find this podcast, which helps more people. So thank you in advance. 
Go to audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired for your free audiobook download. Early registration for the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group will be ending soon. Before the price goes up or this group fills up, schedule a free 20-minute consultation with me. Go to coachingrewired.com. With the ability to pay over six months, there has never been a better time to invest in you. Go to coachingrewired.com. That's coachingrewired.com. And prepare to get your ADHD rewired. And we are back. Um, during the break, Linda was telling me a little bit of a story. And I wanted to I asked her if she would share with uh, share that with you guys. And um, so she's going to share the story. And then we're going to talk specifically about women's issues related to ADHD. So Linda, tell, tell me your story. Yeah, well, the story is that when I started coaching, which has been almost more than 10 years ago, I was going to a psychiatrist who was an OBGYN and a psychiatrist. I was going through some menopause hormone issues. And I happened to casually mention that I had hugged a client or cradled her in my arms at one. And she just about went ballistic because, oh, you don't touch clients. And oh, my God, that's a violation of this and that. And, I, and so I got really scared. I thought, you know, there are boundaries and I need to maintain those boundaries. And what will my clients think of me? It's kind of what you were just saying, Eric, was, you know, how far can I go? And, and I was very uncomfortable with it for a little while. So I restrained myself. And then I felt so uncomfortable doing that, that I'm known as a hugger. I'm, that's one of my traits is I'm a good hugger. You and give good hugs. I do. I do. I give good hug. And I just don't want to stop doing that. So since it didn't feel right for me, I just stopped telling her. <laughs> I didn't do, stop doing it. I just didn't tell her. <laughs> Terry, so what, what, what about you? I mean, I know you don't do much of a therapy practice now, so it's, it's all kind of online coaching and consulting. Yeah, well, I come out of a very um, formal training, psychodynamic mm -hmm. tra training when I was in social work school, psychotherapy. So, yeah, we, we were taught to maintain those boundaries, but because I don't, I don't do psychotherapy now and yeah. it's more consulting coaching. I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out um, in an appropriate way, the way that Linda's describing to give somebody a hug. I mean, if you were a therapist working with a client, I'd say, well, that might, you know, be a problematic thing. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with that. With yeah, and, I, and I think where it comes from is these black and white issues of like, you know, because there is, you know, a, a, a very small percentage of, of of uh, professionals who have had inappropriate relationships. And so the whole idea, the idea behind uh, these kind of rules were to protect our, our clients and patients. So it comes from a, a place of wanting to protect. But we also know that like we need human contact, physical contact. I mean, we know how beneficial that is. So it's, you know, yeah, it's, I think there's a lot of rules that we have in place in our professions that, you know, the the thinking behind it is understandable where it comes from, but the the kind of the, the implementation of it, um, you know, it's I just think we need to be able to think in a more nuanced way. I just 
I just want to say one thing about hugs, because I thank you for saying that about physical contact, because so many of our clients, our ADHD clients, don't love themselves and probably don't feel worthy of being hugged and loved. And, you know, that so building that self-worth is really important. But is, I think it was Virginia Sater who said that we needed five hugs for maintenance, seven hugs for something else, but 12 hugs for growth every single day. So mm. some kind of physical. So I'll tell you the truth. When I was single and no one was hugging me except little kids and little kids are fine. My children were absolutely fine. I learned to hug myself. And I would I would put my arms around myself and I'd read over and I'd give myself a little kiss on the shoulder. And I just want to mention that because it sounds like, ooh, that's kind of weird, Linda. But I want to tell you that it was better than not being hugged at all. And perhaps it was even better than being hugged by someone else because I was saying to myself, you're worth it. Mm. You deserve love. And here's a little kiss, even though I wasn't getting kissed myself because I was single and I wasn't dating. I needed it. And I so I just... I, sorry, it's a little tangent there, but it's just something I feel very strongly about. I love that. You know, the That's whole wonderful. idea that we are worthy of love and belonging, you know, and, and, and self-worth has no prerequisite. Yeah. So let's talk about issues related to women. How do you think that women's issues um, um, in the world of ADHD are, are unique? <sighs> Well, we have an entire palooza that discusses this, so you might want to attend that. <laughs> well, you know, give, give, give the listeners a little bit of a taste. We will give you a little bit of a taste. Okay, well, obviously, the, the big difference between men and women, ADD or not, is estrogen. And that's certainly one of the things that we talk about. We're going to, we will be talking about frequently at the Palooza. We have someone talking specifically about hormone issues. We have somebody talking about um, midlife issues. We have people talking about eating disorders because eating disorders tend to be more prevalent in women with, especially women with ADHD. They turn to be more prevalent with women, period, but especially women with ADHD. Is, is Roberto doing that one? Roberto is not is doing eating disorders. Yes, cool. All we're right. we're having right. we're, Roberto Olivardia, Doctor Roberto Olivardia. Yes. Um, we are we are having so so. There's as I mentioned before. I really think the word encyclopedia is really the right word. So just about anything that you can think of, um, whether it has to do with getting enough sleep at night, or whether it is, um, you know, sim, what, perhaps you are a, a woman with a with a who's been known as being gifted or high IQ, but feel a little. Um, like you haven't been living up to your potential. Um, we have we, we have 32 different topics and they all overlap and intersect, but none of them are the same. So I just can't even tell you. I mean, I, I, there's especially one that's very important for me and it's new and it's called about, it's called um, rejection sensitivity dysphoria, mm. which is something that Dr. Bill Dodson is going to talk about. And it's about feeling inadequate when someone looks at you sideways and not just feeling inadequate, but being crushed under the weight of that criticism. So I, he does a brilliant job with it. I mean, I think all of our people are, I mean, he's talked to me about it. I think all of our folks are, are just amazing. I, there aren't even words. So Terry, help me out here because you're my partner here. Uh, your partner. <laughs> I, think, I think what we need to, to realize is that there are special challenges that women face. So Linda really uh, did a great job of explaining how hormones can affect women's uh, ADHD symptoms from the time they go into girls start puberty up into perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. Traditionally, not traditionally, factually, uh, medically, we get worse uh, in, in all different kinds of ways. And, and that'll be discussed at the Palooza. But the bigger picture is that women have different challenges beyond our physical makeup. And that is that we have a lot on our plate. 
So even though um, things have improved in terms of sharing responsibilities with men, with uh, family and income and all that sort of thing, the truth is that, that the studies are showing that women still take on the majority of taking care of the household, raising the kids, um, putting holidays together, buying gifts for holidays, uh, reaching out socially. So we still have a lot that we're taking on. And if you are a woman with ADHD, that is simply completely overwhelming. So that is, I would say, one of the, you know, along with the hormones, the biggest uh, challenge that women have is that we have a lot on our plate to begin with. How do we deal with that? So a lot of the speakers that will be talking uh, in January will talk about, well, how can you manage? You know, there are ways to deal with this. It's not, And it's not always just medication. We get a lot of criticism from people who say, well, you know, pills don't make skills, which is true. And this, this, this thing that we're doing is not all about medication. It's about, well, how do you work on yourself? How do you change your expectations of yourself? And that's huge. Uh, Linda was talking about the sensitivity reactivity thing. And, and that was uh, an area that I thought I'd like to learn more about that. No one's talking about mm -hmm. that. Uh, no one's talking about hypersensitivities that women have with ADHD. We tend to feel things very deeply emotionally. Uh, things just overwhelm us more easily. So how do we get around that? And like I said earlier, ADHD doesn't go away. We have to learn strategy, strategies for coping. We have to learn how to work on ourselves for uh, improving our self-esteem and learning how to ask for help. Mm. It's very hard for women with ADHD to say, I need help. I can't learning, take I think that's. I think that's hard. I think that's hard for men, too. I think maybe even harder in some areas because, mm. you know, men, I think, are the expectation is is that we, we can do this. We're, we're tough. And asking for help is is sign of weakness and um and uh listener discretion advised to so that that's bullshit, right like asking for help it takes incredible courage and courage is a sign of strength you know if if i was not willing to ask for help like you would not be listening to this podcast right now you know and i think that you wouldn't be talking to terry or linda right listening to to them talk either um linda when you had mentioned um say the name of that that uh rejection Rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Is me, what, that's that's sure. what the that's what Dr. Dodson says it is. So I, I might need to pick his brain because that immediately uh, sounded like, um, um, like a borderline personality disorder when I when I was mm. thinking about that. Which we you know that one of the core features of borderline personality disorder, which emotional self regulation is a big uh, a part of that. They're, one of the key triggers is rejection. Um, that's that tends to kind of uh, someone who has a borderline personality disorder that tends to be something that can really kind of uh, fire up the the emotional um, kind of reactivity is is anything that's perceived as as rejection. Um, so I'm just curious about that. It's very interesting. Yeah. And, well, and and thank you for that. And so tune in because um, I know there is a very small article about it that Dr. Dodson wrote in Attitude Magazine. So if you if you go in Attitude Magazine and and look for Dr. Dodson, it's D O D S O N. Um, you can you can find out about it because that's one of the things he came to me about. He said, "Can I talk about this?" And I said, "We would love to have you talk about it." And I think it's especially an issue for women mm -hmm. that that sense of shame, that sense of humiliation. And I'm so glad that Terry brought up all the roles that we. That we need to fulfill as women, or ch I was going to say choose, but sometimes it's not always a choice. But I also want to mention that the Palooza is not just 
forcing information down your throat. We're just not going to sit there and lecture you. So we're asking people to submit questions ahead of time so we can pass them along to our experts because we have so many women signing up for the Palooza won't be able to ask questions in, in real time when we're broadcasting. But we are having a very special two-hour session on Saturday that is all about connection. Mm-hmm. And it's live. And I don't mean live in the sense of, oh, it's happening now. I mean, it's live in the sense of women calling in can talk to us in person. Terry and I will be there. We are having some of our guests drop in. We're calling it the Pink Ticket Affair. Or the pink ticket event. Um, you can that's it's that piece is not free, but you can buy a ticket at very reasonable prices, and plus get all the replays because you may want to hear these things again and again. As I'm going to, I'm sure I I have a library full of them. Sometimes I don't always listen to them. I will be honest with you, but I do have a library full of them. So my ADD gets in the way. But the pink ticket affair is really about connecting with other women, and I talk to people all the time, and as I bet you, Eric and and Terry do as well who have never had the opportunity to sit and share their feelings, and not necessarily ADD feelings, but but they are by definition ADHD because that's kind of part of our brain chemistry, but they've never had an opportunity to share themselves with someone who really understood them. And that that pink, just so we know that that's in January, that day, the pink ticket event is January 16th. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Is there a time uh, you can give on that? Yeah, we think, well, it's, it's tentative. We have, we have a couple of things that are, we're working out right now, but we think it's going to be from 11 to 1. Um, that's Eastern time on Saturday. Um, as, as Terry said, pointed out, it's the 16th. Um, we, if we can only take a certain number of people because our interface, our webinar interface limits us to only about 90 women. And since we're having thousands of women sign up, we may actually have to break in and have two of these, but we're filling one and then we're going to see about the other one because it's just so important. I think that's what Terry and I were both dedicated to when we kept talking about having an on-site in-person event was being able to look into someone's eyes, to be able to connect with them, to be able to so hear important. from them so important. that this is, that this is, oh, this is me. And I'm more importantly, I'm not alone. We yeah. want this to be a place that you're, you're home. They used to say that when I used to go to 12-step meetings, welcome home. And I, it used to just make me tear up every time. I want a home. I want to belong. And women will belong here at the ADHD Women's Palooza. I know you said that I know, you know, I'm, I'm going to be presenting and, and there's going to be a couple other men. What about attendees? Can, uh, can men attend if they want to? Or is this, say, women only uh, for attendees? Terry, you want to field that question? <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not going to turn men away. But I think that am I saying the wrong? Am I saying it wrong? Because no, you know, no, you're right. No, you're right. I, 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 you're I think, I think Linda no. was was mouthing to you. That was a brilliant okay. answer. Okay. Right. We are not. We're, we're not, not going to turn men away. I, th- I think that it'd be great for for men who have women in their lives that they love and care about and want to learn more about. This would be a fabulous uh, opportunity for them to hear, you know, what is going on in the in the inner world of of the woman in my life that I mm-hmm. care so much about. It could be your daughter. It could be your mother. It could you know whoever. Because this is going to be a once in a lifetime event. This has never happened before online. And to hear, you know, 30 plus top, ex- literally the top experts in the world all coming together talking about these, these topics um, is going to be an, just, a, just a resource that uh, if I were a man and I were in love with or I cared about a woman and I didn't quite understand it all and I wanted to learn more about how I can help her, I would come to it. And that's what but, I was kind of thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about, 
uh, men who have, have women in their lives, whether, as you said, you know, spouses, uh, daughters who want to really understand uh, this better. And I think this would be such a valuable resource for men as well, just to, to better understand it. And it's a valuable resource for professionals as well, because we're, we're putting this all together in one place. And I know when you go to an, a chat conference or an ATA conference or an ACO, whatever, even if it's a regional chat conference, you get information, but sometimes you have to pick and choose which sessions you go to. And, you know, you can download all the, if you buy them, you can download all the sessions, but this is all in one place in one week. Now, there's one thing I want to make clear though. The session on Saturday on the 16th, is for women only. Now, we may have some men dropping in because we have male experts who may drop in. They're a mystery guest, so we're not even telling you who it is because we don't know. That's the real reason we don't tell you. <laughs> but um, um, And it depends on people's schedules, you know, because they've got to be around on Saturday when we're there during that two-hour fr- time frame. But when we, when we set up breakout rooms for women, and we'll set them up so that maybe five or six women will be in a room so they can talk to each other privately. They won't be able to, you know, won't be everybody listening to this. They can share what's going on with them privately for, we may have 15, minute sessions a couple of times during that couple of hours. Heck, we might end up being four hours. No, no, Terry's going to freak out if I say that. But my point is, though, that that really is for women. It really is for women because we need to, we're the ones with the hormones. We're the ones with the expectations. We're the ones with the children. We're the ones with the husbands who don't understand or partners who don't understand. So that is limited to women. And now that I say that, I don't know, how are we going to do an estrogen test at the door? I don't know. I have no idea. But but I just want to encourage men to stay away. I, I, <laughs> Linda, I love your uncanny ability to just think out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so real and, and so refreshing. I love it. I love it. And here I'm kind of thinking, thinking, what should I do? <laughs> right out of the sun. <laughs> You know, I've heard people say to me, I just love the way your brain works. I'm like, well, how doesn't everybody's brain work like this? I, I didn't get it, but I guess it's kind of weird. Anyway, no, I lo- I refreshing. It. It's refreshing. It's reframe, reframe. <laughs> well, I think we are getting to the uh, the end here. Um, are there any kind of final thoughts that, uh, that Linda and Tara that you want to share uh, with listeners before we uh, before we let you guys go? I'd like to just say something about well, one of the the common themes that are that I'm hearing as as Linda and I preparing and talking to these experts and getting this whole thing set is the theme of shame, and I think uh, women especially I know men have that too in in men with ADHD, but I think for women with ADHD there's so much shame that there's something wrong with me. Why can't I even uh, get dinner together? Why can't I pack a lunch for my kid? Why can't I get to work on time? Um, this is a message that women from almost 100% of the women that I work with, I'm, I'm guessing Linda and you too, Eric, here over and over and over again. So I think we need to start talking more about this internal dialogue that we're having as women with ADHD, the shame piece, and what we can do about it, that it doesn't have to take us down to our knees. It doesn't have to take over our self-esteem, that there are ways to, to learn more about it, to deal with it, and to have a package of tools and working with people who get it which you'll see at the Palooza, working with ADD experts like Linda, like you, Eric, people who get it. It's so important to to connect with people who have it and connect with people who understand it. Absolutely. Yeah. And Terry, I know that you are just now getting into the work of, of Brene Brown. So I'm so excited. Like, she's going to blow your mind because what you're okay. saying, you're, 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 you are speaking as someone who has like been reading her work because she talks so much about shame. Uh, and, you know, she says there's 
two words that are the most powerful words in the English language when we are in the midst of struggle. And those two words are me too. Mm. It's nothing more powerful than that. Okay, Eric, you just took right out of my mouth what I was going to say. So thank you for setting me up. No, let, let me reframe this. Thank you for setting me up because I'd like to key in on, on what Terry said as well. And that is that, and, and take just even take it a little bit different tack because getting information is really important. But I think isolation is shame's best friend. It increases shame. And as long as we believe that we can't show our our dirty petticoat to someone, we can't let, let those things show, then we're tr- tr- still trying to pretend to be normal. No one's normal, first of all. There is no normative out there. And number two, um, as long as we keep trying to hold it up, we're working so much harder than we have to. And I don't know about your brain, all you women out there and Eric and Terry, but I need my brain to be thinking about things that are worthwhile because I've got great ideas. I've got creative ideas. I want to do those things and I don't want to spend my energy hiding. And I spent a lot of my life doing that, trying to, trying to figure out what the secret was from everybody else. Everybody seems to know the secret of getting along. I've, nobody told me. Can you please tell me what it is? So now you know what the secret to getting along is? Opening up. Yeah. And as Eric said, me too. Mm. Mm. Linda and Terry, thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I wish that time wasn't an issue. Um, you know, and that can, that can take on lots of meanings, that statement. Um, but I do want to respect your time. I know that you guys also have other things to do, as do I, as I'm getting ready for a webinar here in like an hour. So um, thank you so much. Guys, everyone who's listening, please go register for this webinar. Um, you know, tell your, tell your wives, your girlfriends, your sisters, your, your aunts. Um, this is going to be a wonderful event. I'm so excited for you guys. I'm, I'm excited that you asked me to, to participate in it. Um, it was, it was quite an honor uh, to be asked. So I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you guys for, for being in the, the, um, the very small category of return guests. And one of my, I think very few, uh, um, I guess you can call it a panel. Is two or more considered a panel? Yeah, I think so. We can make it up as we go along here. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's typically what we do, right? <laughs> Duo. <laughs> Is this how you do Duo. it? I, Duo. Yeah. Um, and then later we write the really good, I was wrong on that. And uh, here's what I learned. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Give us the website one more time. And where yeah, they can, can reach you. Let's go, do go that. Ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But please, it's uh, it's ADHDpalooza.com. ADHDpalooza, P-A-L-O-O-Z-A.com. And just so you know, Alalapalooza is something that is an exceptional event or a person. And we've got both. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to another episode of ADHD Rewired. And if you're new to the show, welcome to ADHD Rewired. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing, and connection. You can see a full outline of this and all other episodes with all the links and other resources mentioned during this interview at ADHDrewired.com. 
Help support this podcast by checking out my sponsors. I use Zoom video conferencing nearly every day, and so can you. Go free or go pro. But please, go to erictippers.com slash Zoom so they know that I sent you. And you can get a free audiobook from Audible at erictivers.com slash Audible. And next time you shop Amazon, use the Amazon search portal at ADHDrewired.com. A small percentage of your purchase will go to support this show. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. You can also support this podcast by leaving an honest rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher. This really helps other people find this show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't just be a passive listener, be an active member of the ADHD Rewired community. We are on Facebook. You can like our page, but please submit your request to join our free and growing community. And don't forget to check your other inbox because I screen everybody before they come into our community. Looking for a coach? If you're still listening at this point and you answered yes, come to my website at ADHDrewired.com and schedule your free 20-minute consultation or call me at 224-993-9450. Is your school, business, or organization hiring speakers? I provide fun and engaging presentations full of practical solutions that both educate and entertain. Hire me for your next professional development day or corporate training event. Go to ADHDrewired.com slash talks. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.